Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hiring is challenging, and it used to be hard. Multiple job sites, stacks of resumes, a confusing review process. But today, hiring can be easy, and you only have to go to one place to get it done. ZipRecruiter. In fact, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash begin. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, and they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you cannot miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. Right now, listeners here can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash begin. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-E-G-I-N. ZipRecruiter.com slash begin. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Day. Yo. Somebody said Jimmy G grew up in the Big Easy. Did they say that? That's what I heard. That's what the streets That's are saying. That's because it's true. <laughs> <laughs> it is true, and this is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock, and Niners. Going down to New Orleans, picking up a huge win. Jimmy G going toe-to-toe with uh, the future Hall of Famer, Drew Brees. And the Niners get out of there with a 48-46 to win. So many things to unpack here in this one. Um, we're going to have Rob Lauder to come on, and he'll break this one down uh, for us. Rob Lauder, if, if you're a, a Niners fan and, and you follow all things Niners, especially on Twitter, you'll see Rob. You're probably sure you've, you've read his stuff. you heard his podcast, Rob, uh, for Niners Nation, part of the SB Nation family. Um, and, and, of course, we'll give you our takes as well here. And just like we do every single um Every single win, we got to give up some game balls. But before we do that, not only did Jimmy G grow up, our show is growing up, ED. Um, uh-huh. it, it, you know, we're, we're growing by the day. Well, I know it turned 25 last it, week. It, it did turn 25 last <laughs> week, absolutely. We had our ED episode last week. And we also have some, some brand new uh, sponsors here uh, on, on the show. And one of those, of course, is my bookie. And if you know anything about my bookie, you know that it's a very exciting time for sports. Sophomore sensation Lamar Jackson is redefining what it means to be a dual-threat quarterback. Odds on Jackson to win the MVP race were at 50-1 to to begin the season, and they have plummeted since, making my bookie's prop selection more attractive than ever. Then on the 14th, we have one of the most stacked UFC cards in a long time. Three championship fights, all highly anticipated, right in the betting capital of the world, Viva Las Vegas, Nevada. (laughs) Without a doubt. People are going to be looking to get in on the action, and we have the best place for you to go. My bookie. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. That sounds a little bit like me, Ed. You know, I don't really like losing money. For oh, instance, you're a parlay guy. Hey, mate, we'll see. You know, bet bet a little. Win you don't a lot. even bet. <laughs> I'm not a betting man, but this sounds very, very enticing. It certainly does. My bookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book around. If you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway, all the way up to a thousand dollars. That means if you deposit two thousand dollars, you get an extra one thousand dollars in free money to play with. All you you have to do is use the promo code BLV, just like believe, BLV to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code BLV to get your extra cash from my bookie. Bet, win, get paid. My bookie. Well, time to hand off some game boss, ED. Who you mm-hmm. got? Oh, easy. I'm going Kittle. Out of everything that happened, you know me and you know my philosophy. There are a lot of plays in a football game. But sometimes it comes down to making that play, that kick, that tackle, that throw, that that 
block or that catch. And he made that catch and that run, and he just straight out bodied everybody who came anywhere near him saying that this has to be done. That's how you win a game. You know, you, you've heard me say that every team hits the field wanting to win, but one of the teams, one of the teams walk out there and they have to have it. There's no, there, there's no alternative. Yeah. There's, there's no option. It's not like, okay, if we don't win, Kittle went out there with that mindset, like, we have to have this. There, there is no other option. And that play right there epitomizes what I mean when I say that that is knowing you got to have it. And he went out and did it. And that's my game ball right there. So every, nothing else matters without that play. I, I find it so interesting that you pick Kittle because I was picking Kittle up until last night. I, I was watching, I, I, watching the game, of course, and then you know you, you start to develop ideas about things for us to talk to during this show, and mm-hmm. I was kind of going back and forth, and I was I was Kittle one hundred percent right, and I started thinking about you and, and something that you said along the lines of, you know, Kittle Kittle honestly he can get a game ball every single game, right? He, uh-huh. he's, he's just that type of a player. Um, and so I, I, he's got to do something special to get yeah, one from me. Yeah, that yeah, and that that certainly was special. It certainly was special what he did um, on that fourth and two play, being able to get up the boundary with guys draped all over him, trying to snatch his his helmet off his head and his head from his neck and, and everything else. But um, I'm going to go with Jimmy G on this one. Um, okay, okay. He, 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 Tell he, me why he grew up. He grew up in front of our eyes and. Um, he went into the Superdome and he did something that very few are able to do, and that's go toe to toe with Drew Brees, and he he matched them punch for punch. This ended up becoming a shootout, something that neither you nor I uh, thought the Niners wanted to get into. Um, thought in actuality, I, I know for me, I don't want to speak for you, but I thought if this thing ended up in a shootout, then the chances for the Niners getting out of the Superdome with the win uh, were, were increasingly more difficult to do, and maybe even slim in all actuality. But he went in the Superdome, and and despite all the the the, the punches, all the haymakers, breezing that offense through, and 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 the Forty ers defense being nothing like we've seen it be all season long. Um, he stood up to the challenge. He stood up to the test, and ball was in his hands on the very last possession of the game. And yes, Kittle made a tremendous play. Um, but but Jimmy G had been phenomenal uh, throughout the the entire game. Uh, so much that I, I saw a clip from on the 49ers Instagram page from the York family, and and they they were getting Shanahan was giving them game balls uh, at the end of the game, um, and, and they went out of their way to to talk about Jimmy G and and just how much he grew up, saying it was his the best game they'd ever seen him play, um, and. I thought that was huge. I think that silenced a lot of critics. And you, you and I both have said, you know, if if there's a weak link on the team, it's him, right? And 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 prior to this game, I, well, I didn't say it like that. I didn't say it like <laughs> that. I didn't say if there's a weak link on the team. What I said is that the weakest position on the team is the quarterback position, and he's good. And he's good, yeah. Okay, but, so, don't, but, so don't throw but, me out there, like yeah, I'm saying. But I mean, you you kind of just you kind of just put you kind of just put roses on that one, though, right there. I mean, you know, like you, you kind of just you you prettied it up a little bit. But I, I I got you, I got you. No, no, no. What no? My 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 point in making that comment is to point out that yes, this is the position that everyone wants to grow up. But do you realize with him being the weakest part of the team in everyone's opinion, how good it makes it a strength, a huge, a huge strength. Yeah. you're absolutely right. It makes the team incredibly strong. Um, and, and, and sticking with those lines, um, I think about just the, the prime time, not necessarily just the prime time games, but the the times that he's gone up against, um, top tier quarterbacks, right. Um, Mm -hmm. he, he didn't look great against Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, right. A uh, little bit better results against Aaron Rodgers and and the Green Bay Packers, but both of those were at home. This one was on the road in one of the the, the toughest places in the entire NFL to play, and he did that, man. I mean, he 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 absolutely did that. Um, you know, he spread the ball around, he found guys, and and, and he continued to battle toe to toe with uh, with Drew Brees and, and with that Saints offense, and and the 49ers ended up winning that one by. 
by a score that if you're an NFL fan and, and, and you, you you know uh, this is the 100th year of the NFL, of course, you've seen it everywhere, right? It's all in the uniforms. It's all on the fields. If you turn on the game, <laughs> yeah. you can't help but to realize <laughs> it, right? You know, they got the all, you know, the 100 all-time team uh, coming out. In the 100 years of this, this league, um, there has never been a game to end with a 48-46 to 46 score like what happened on uh, on Sunday in the Superdome. And so that that, that was a little bit interesting. Um, I have a bone to pick with Sean Payton. Oh, do you now? I do. Um, and that is? So – I, I know Sean's your guy, and I think he's a phenomenal coach, right? Don't don't get me wrong. Yeah, I like Sean. I, like I, Sean. I think he's a great coach. I think he's gritty. Um, I once saw him down at a Mardi Gras parade right after the Saints won the Super Bowl, and he came right my way with the Lombardi Trophy. So ever since then, we were boys. You know what I mean? Even though I he didn't saw him across the table with a drink in his hand. That's, that's a whole different talk. That's a whole different. That's a whole, whole different story. A whole, whole different ball game, right? He, he didn't know me. I don't know him. We still don't know each other. But ever since that moment, we've been we've been boys, right? But <laughs> The so a couple things, right? If I'm a Saints fan, I'm a little irked. Um, so Why is that? So, so here, so here, there's two things that stand out to me, and and I think part of this is, is kind of what makes Sean the great coach that he is. Um, he's just a fiery competitor, and I was actually listening to Lane Kiffin earlier this week. He just got the the Ole Miss job. If you're a college football fan, and, and he mentioned something along the lines of analytics, and sometimes the the analytics go against what the old school traditional way of doing things are, right? Um, but that touchdown, the second touchdown uh, by Cooks, right, where where he got knocked out of the game, um, and they ended up going for two. Ball was right at the one yard line. Obviously, they mm-hmm. should be, they they should be able to get a yard, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it seemed to me that because of the play and how it happened. Um, and because of the big shot that, that his tight end took, it seemed like there was a little bit of uh, – it was more than just like we're going to go for two. It was more like let's like we're going to stick it to him, right? It was a little little vengeance there um, on, on, on Sean Payton's part. And I think that hurt him a little bit by by no, by, see, by not being okay. able to convert that two-point conversion. That's one point that I have. Go, I, I'll, I'll, let you, I'll let you respond to that. Okay, well, I'm going to see – well, I think most coaches would have done that in that situation. Uh, because you got the penalty. First of all, that wasn't a catch. Um, yeah, I'm not sure it was and, a catch either. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, no, it's not. Hold on, I don't even have to say I'm not sure it wasn't a catch by the rule. It, it, this this is the thing that I always say. There are some things that we can just see with our eyes, and then there are some things to the letter of the law. It's it's like the Des Bryant catch um, back in Green Bay Green in the Bay. playoffs years back. Did did Des Bryant catch the ball? Yes, I saw it. I can see he caught the ball. Was it complete? Was it a complete pass by the letter of the law, according to the rule? No, because when you go to the ground, you have to maintain the ball throughout the entirety of the catch. That means until you stop moving, you have to have control of the ball. So. Was that did he catch the ball? Yes. Was it co- a complete pl- pass? No. By the letter of the law, he did not maintain control of that ball when he went to the ground. It's an incomplete pass. So that wasn't a touchdown. I don't care how hard he got hit. Now you can still throw the penalty flag and maybe they score later. I don't know. But we just saw the very next play they couldn't get in, so it could have been the same situation. But that wasn't a touchdown. So now, since you got the touchdown, since you got the penalty, I don't have a problem with him saying, let's see if we can punch it in, you know, from right there. That, I don't think that was I don't think that was anything other than saying, let's try to get all the points we can because think about it, it's early in the game and you are going against the number one defense. And you know that they're at that point, you're thinking there there's a premium on points today, so you have to go. No one knew that they were going to both almost put up fifty burgers. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's so that's why I don't think that was I don't think that was about attitude. I think that was more about um, schematics and analytics, saying that it's going to be hard to score today. So since we just had a good drive, let's just try to get as many points as we can. Yeah, I. I... 
I think there's something to that. And like I said, you're on the one yard line. You should be able to get it in, right? Um, but I, I feel like I feel like he got caught up a little bit, you know, in the the emotions of the game and the touchdown. Him, his his team scoring, you know, two quick touchdowns and which looked pretty easy um, against you know the top defense in, in, in the league. Um, I think I think he got caught up a little bit there. Um, at least that's what it looked like to me watching that. And then the, the other thing is this whole Taysom Hill thing. And I love it as a Niners fan. I was like, absolutely, bring him in. Absolutely. Let's change it up. Change it up. You know, pull Breeze out, put Hill in. This is something that I've thought for a long time um, watching this. And, and I – they every time he comes in, they show these cutaways to Drew Brees <laughs> on the sideline, and, and he's always has that same look. He kind of has his hands on his hips, and he's got this menacing growl on his face. And, and I I can't help but to think he can't be happy about this, right? Um, and, and and Hill is the gadget guy, and he comes in, he plays, you know, he does everything for them, right? He plays some quarterback. Uh, he had a nice run up the middle late in that game uh-huh. to, get, to get a first down. Um, but I feel like there was a point. In that in that first half, where they really could have tried to um, to put a put an imprint on this game, um, and they ended up going with the hill package, and 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 the Niners were able to force a punt there on that possession, and, and there were no points that that uh, New Orleans was able to get out of it. I, I think it just kind of disrupts the timing, disrupts the rhythm of the offense going forward. You, you talk about the playoffs. Um, I don't know that it's a great recipe. You know, and and, and it's okay. it's not like you need. I don't I don't know that you need it. You know, especially you know in in that capacity where he's getting drives or he's getting two of your three downs um, to try to get a first down. I, I feel like it's a lot, and I, I think I think it, it's certainly disrupt. I think they had an opportunity to put. I don't. I, I hesitate to say stranglehold, but they they could have they could have put a, a pretty large imprint on this game in that first half because things were just going relatively very easy for them in the first half. But I thought, um, you know, that momentum w- was kind of uh, spurred there a little bit by by the Hill package and the Niners being able to get a stop and they were able to come back and 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 put up some points of their own. Um, so I thought I thought that was huge. I thought that was huge. Okay, well, now, see, I think that you need to use Hill, and I'm shocked that they didn't use him more against the Niners. Uh, there may be other games, and I see your point about having Drew in, and, of course, Drew's not happy coming off the field. Uh, he's going to be a good teammate, but he's the he's a quarterback. Nobody wants to come off the field. Um, he, he wants to make the plays. But what has hurt the Niners' defense before this game? What has hurt the Niners' defense? It was the, the running quarterback. That's what Hill is. That's not Drew Brees. Even even an Aaron Rodgers, as great as he is, uh, you know, being a stagnant quarterback, you get destroyed. And you want to keep this uh, this Niners defense off base. Now there were things in this defense that we haven't seen all year, and I'm going to go on record right now saying we won't see again. There, there was. I have never seen them miss that many tackles. My goodness, so many missed tackles. I have never seen them out of position so often. I mean, the first touchdown, Jimmy Ward flat out blew the coverage. It, they go to trips. It's 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 just football one oh one. They are in trips. The Saints are in trips. They got three receivers to the left side of their formation. Two and three push up the field. The, the, the Niners have two deep. Uh, they have a two deep shell with two safeties deep. So when the number three guy crosses Jimmy's face, he's going right over to the other safety. Jimmy goes with him. And now you get Cook, the number two guy, running right up the scene where Jimmy should have been because he took the first guy crossing his face. He never even looked at the number two guy. I mean, it's that's. I mean, it's just a blown coverage. There was nobody there covering him. And the second touchdown, you you get Cook coming across the middle, and it should have been – it was a ball thrown for 15 yards. Normally, you throw it for 15 for the Niners, you get tackled for 15. They missed the tackle. Yeah. And it was one of those things that not only was it shocking to me, I was watching it on tape today, the other defenders – you can see all of them hit that second gear when the tackle was missed because they all thought the tackle was about to be made. Now that's something that they will all learn from. Keep hunting. Never expect the guy to make the play. Make sure the play is made. 
but they all sort of let down in that moment, even the tackler expecting it to happen. So things like that won't happen again. Um, but the Tyson, but back to the Hill, I, I, I expected him to be out there more than he was, man. It, um, it's interesting that you think that that's going to be to their detriment. I think you're going to see more, especially if they have to go against the Niners again. I think you're going to u- utilize that because what's not going to happen when they play the Niners, the blown coverages. Yeah, you, you'll get to play that last drive. And what we saw um, happen on that last drive, the the balls that um, drew through to Thomas, they just made a play. That was just an incredible ball <laughs> yeah. on that one when they got the big play at the end. That's going to happen. That dude's just good. Drew's good. Thomas is good. Those going to happen. But the missed tackles, the touchdown, the blown cup, the two, the two plays to Cook, the two touchdowns to Cook never should have been on. That, that never should have happened. They never should have made it to the end zone on those. And, th- and those are the type of things where I'm just like, okay, you can fix that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I, I've never seen the Niners defense look – it seemed like they looked they looked a step slow. Um, and, 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 and it seemed like a part of the reason for that, and it wasn't really heel. I think the thing that was most effective, and we talked about this, you can't just be a statue back there, a quarterback. I mean, Drew was getting the ball out of his hands. It was one one thousand, two one thousand. Oh yeah, ball oh, was great, gone. dude. Ball dude, was dude, out of there. Sean, man, great game plan. Yeah, I, and I think knew. that that was the key. I think that was is, absolutely is, is working. Um, and, and they went they they went away from that, and and once they went away from that, then um, did did, did it really hurt them? They put up a forty burger. So they didn't really – it's not like anything was being stopped. Neither of the defenses could find a way to stop the opposing offense. So I don't know if it was necessarily going away from anything or just just being so excited that you could do everything for Kyle <laughs> and Sean. Yeah. Everything they did worked. It worked. Everything worked. <laughs> everything worked. And, of course, it was the Niners leaving New Orleans – uh, with the win, and they regained the top spot in the NFC uh, after the the Rams were able to knock off the Seahawks on Sunday night. So the Ram, so the Niners once again, the number one seed in the NFC, and they have that one game lead uh, over Seattle. Um, let's talk about sleep, Ed. What you got? Well, well, you know what? Since the Niners put those guys to bed, yeah, let's talk about sleep, man. And you know what? Let's listen to some studies from Howard and John Hopkins. Chronic sleep deprivation has been shown to lead to depression, diabetes, obesity, cardiovascular disease. Um, that sounds like um, eating catfish, too. Sound like trouble. It'll, yeah. It'll do the same thing to you if you eat enough fried food. And the body needs eight hours of sleep. How many How many hours of sleep do you get, man? Ah, uh, man, eight. Eight's a stretch. I've never been an eight guy. Normally, if I get six, I'm good. Hey, you know what? If I get anything over five, I'm okay. Eight. I, I would really feel good. My wife has to get like eight hours and seven minutes, and then she's perfect. <laughs> but, and no, seriously, that's where she goes. But one of the biggest problems with sleeping, man, is the temperature. It's tough to get a good night's sleep if you're too hot. And I want to tell you about the Pod 8 Sleep, okay? The Pod 8 Sleep, it's a high-tech bed designed specifically to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness. Okay, you listening to me, man? I'm listening to you. Listening? I need okay. sleep fitness. Got it. It was developed by by leading sleep re- researchers that have been tracking over 43 million hours of sleep. It combines dynamic temperature regulation, sleep tracking to enhance your rest and your recovery. It learns how you sleep. It's going to adjust to your habits. It's going to adjust to your temperature automatically. There are very few things in this world that will adjust to you automatically That's like awesome. that. So that so that means if you like the bed cool and your partner likes it hot, you can both get exactly what you want at the same time in a crazy comfortable bed, okay? That's perfect right there. Uh, you can sleep longer and deeper so you wake up refreshed and ready to take on the world. So try treat. Uh, try the pod for a hundred nights. You get it one hundred nights, and if you don't love it, we're gonna refund your money. You'll get your purchase back, and we'll arrange a free pickup. So you make certain if you do not like it, if anything goes wrong, you call Rashawn. 
right, and he will come and pick it up for you. (laughs) I got a truck in the back. Hit me up. There we go. All right. So they've already sold out of the first couple of batches. They're going fast. So for a limited time only, you get $150 off of your purchase when you go to 8sleep.com slash pro. That is E-I-G-H-T sleep.com slash pro. Got it? 8sleep.com slash pro. Got it. Got it. And as promised, here he is, Rob Lauder from SB Nation, also co-host of the Blue Wire Pods. If you're a Niners fan, of course, you follow him on Twitter at Rob underscore Lauder. That's L-O-W-D-E-R. Covers all things Niners. And the man is simply legit. You can keep your fried turkeys, your smoked turkeys. The man eats ribs for Thanksgiving, E.D. He just goes in like that. And he influences young minds as a teacher. Rob, thanks so much for for joining us here on the Believe in 49ers podcast. Appreciate you taking the time. Oh, of course, man. It's a pleasure being on here. I don't I don't know if I can follow up an intro like that. But I mean, <laughs> I'm, I am bound to disappoint after that, my friend. That is a that is an intro before all others. I got to work on my intros now that I hear that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you you got you got it, man. You got it. We just we just appreciate the time. Um, how about that game in the Superdome on Sunday? Uh, we we handed out we, we we give out game balls after each Niners win. Uh, Ed gave his to Kittle. I was torn between Kittle and Jimmy G. I went ahead and gave mine to Jimmy G. How much did he grow up on Sunday? Man, dude, it's just one of that's one of those games that you can't even. Like, it's just that, like I said, you know, I even, I try to talk about it. I just start stuttering over myself. I mean, it was, it was Jimmy G's like masterpiece so far. And and a lot of people kind of forget, you know, he's an older guy. He's been in the league for a while, but you know, he's still like, as far as games started, he's like a a rookie quarterback starting his, starting his second season (laughs) type of deal. You know, he's, he's nothing. And, and to go toe to toe with a, and, and, to leave, to preface this, I would say that I'm I'm really not a big fan of the whole quarterback versus quarterback thing because it's a matchup against defenses. They're not actually going against each other, but that game felt like a quarterback versus quarterback game because both defenses were were given it way more than they were taking or you know taking it way more than they were giving it. So it, it, every time a quarterback stepped on the field, you were like, okay, what's he going to do now? And for Jimmy G to go up against a guy like Breeze like that and just deal all day long was just something to watch. I mean, the 49 what 2011 playoffs against the saints. Like I thought that I would probably never see a game that kind of touched that. And obviously the, the fact that it was a playoff game adds a lot more to that game, but this was right there. And it was just one of the best football games I have ever seen. There's, there's very few football football games that turn me into just the most like, pure football fan you know everything you kind of look at now i'm looking at from an analytics sort of type of view what am i going to say about this but that was just me watching a football game and i'm missing my mind okay now now, mr louder i I hate and rashawn would probably say he's expecting it but i hate to poo poo on stuff but here it comes first of all first of all (laughs) which with jimmy um, you know, did he grow? He had a big game. He had a good thing. I was asked during the week from you know New Orleans radio, what did what did I expect for Jimmy going down into this game and and having to go against Drew Brees? I, I said I expect Jimmy to be Jimmy. I said I think he's going to prepare the same way. I think he's going to do the same things we've seen him doing all season. Um, much like what you just said, I said because he hasn't been on. He doesn't have a lot of snaps under center, but he's not a rookie. He's been in big games. He's been on the sideline. He's seen the way. He hasn't actually physically done it, but he's seen the way you have to react in these moments, the way the coordinators are going to get, the way the players themselves can get tight or loosen up or make the adjustments in those moments. And I said, I expect him to prepare the same way he's been preparing and go out and perform the same way he's been performing. He's been doing that. The other thing that I have to talk about, I actually do think that a quarterback is playing against the opposing quarterback. Reason being, yes, you are physically on the field with the defense as opposed to on being on the field versus that quarterback. But everything you do as a quarterback, every play you make or don't make directly affects what the play caller on the other side of the field is going to tell his quarterback to do. 
So I can, you, I can feel that. I can so feel you, that. So yeah, I, I was like you, Rob. I, prior to us, this is our first season of this podcast, but I, I was exactly like you. I had the same mindset as you. You know, this quarterback is facing this defense and vice versa. ED's kind of changed my mind on that. It makes a lot of sense, too. Um, and that's kind of why I gave Jimmy G my game ball. I, he went toe-to-toe with the Hall of Famer. Yeah, he, he did it. The last thing I had to say, that wasn't a good football game. It was a good offensive game. Right, but coming from a from you, I see that. Right, right, right. Now, the the playoff games that the Saints and the Niners played, that was a very well-played football game. There were great defensive plays, great offensive plays, great special teams. This was some hot Garbage. <laughs> I can understand that cut from Thank coming from you. your point of view for sure. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. What's funny too, and it kind of relates to what I've talked about. My uh, my co-host on Striking Gold, Eric Crocker. He's a former. You know, he was in the league for a little bit. You know, former DB. And yeah, uh, I know Croc. I like Croc. Tell him I said what's I, up. Oh, I will. I'm, I'm. We're actually going to record a little bit later tonight, so I'll give. Him, I'll tell him what's up. But we always. I always laughed with him at the fact that. Nobody ever wants to give praise to, or, or I'll say nobody, I'm not going to say nobody ever. Rarely do people, especially your average fan, give praise to defenses when they make a play. They just always think the offense screwed up. And, that's, yeah. that, and, and that is kind of harkens to what you're talking about right now. Is everybody just thought, you know, it's going to say it's an amazing football game. Dang, these teams are on fire. But there's one whole half of that team that literally is on fire, and they're not doing too hot, you know, <laughs> but – but at the same thing, it's like, you know, when a defense makes a play, is everybody – defense finally makes a play, everybody thinks the offense just messed up. And, and that side of the football doesn't get doesn't get near as much praise as it should most of the time. Rob Lauder of SB Nation joining us here on the Believe in 49ers podcast. Um, you, you said the game turned you into just just a football fan. It turned me into mush, Rob. I, 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 <laughs> right, I, right. I, I could I couldn't even I, I I couldn't I really couldn't even watch the last field goal uh, by Robbie Gold. I kind of like I was kind of peeking out of like one eye. I had my head turned like kind of away from the TV. It was it it, it was a lot. Um, you, you look at the aftermath though of this game. Um, the injuries from an injury standpoint. Um, you, you lose Sherm for maybe a couple of weeks. D Ford going to be gone for for a couple of weeks. This is so so for so long we talked about the depth of, of of this defensive line. It's now it's now continuing to be tested with with Ford out for an extended period of time and and some injuries on 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 that that front line that front unit. Um, I, I, how do you see that thing kind of shaping out? Well, you know, as as much as it, they're a big deal. I mean, losing losing Richburg for the rest of the season, especially with how well he was playing, that's a big deal. And and a lot of Kyle Shanahan's offense runs through the center, you know, mm-hmm. and and the way they call their coverages and stuff. So that's a big deal. We'll see how uh, how Garland steps up. But what I what I will say for this team is earlier in the year when they had the amount of injuries they have, they've lost both their starting tackles. You know, anytime, you know, they're, they're starting fullback, which so much of the offense goes through him as well. Uh, you would think that they would have suffered a lot more than they did. So if, if, if there's a few things that this team has proven to me uh, among all the surprises they've, they've had all this season, it's that they can endure injuries. There will obviously be, be some side effects from losing these guys. But to me, I'm not as taken back as I probably would have been on any other season. It's just what they've gone through this year and the things they've already shown. I, you know, we'll see. Obviously, like I said, there's going to be things that pop up, but this team's ability to deal with injuries like this has already impressed me. So I'm going to remain impressed until I've got a reason to think otherwise. Uh, well, you know, looking at this squad right now, and, and everyone's talking about Jimmy Garoppolo growing up in this game, and and you know the outstanding football that was played (laughs) you know great game it was a great game okay so you walk away from this game okay well maybe it did something for jimmy psyche but where would you say and how do you see the psyche of the of the overall team moving forward after going into what was supposed to be the toughest place for them and win a game it's got to be nothing but up. I mean, what what Kyle Shanahan keeps saying after they win these games is, hey, we, we have found so many different ways to win football games. And obviously, as far as, you know, some constructive criticism and taking, you know, learning things from this game, the defense is going to have a lot to a lot to, to review throughout the week type of deal. But to me, you know, knowing that you can go into a place like that, that has such an aura about it, 
you know, that stadium and how, and how difficult it is to play there and how well the Saints play there and how many big games they played there and, and to walk in there and win in a way that they really haven't had to win yet. Uh, says a lot about a team. I mean, like I said, there's still going to be so many needs improvements from a, of a defense that gives up 46 points. But the the fact that they could still hold their hand, hang their hat on the fact that we haven't gotten in a, a real genuine shootout before. And up until now, there's kind of been this persona that, you know, the offense is just going to yeah. do just enough to get by with the fact that our defense is elite. Well, the defense was not elite on Sunday. And they'd be the first person to tell you that. Even I assumed I saw what happened to Green Bay, and I was like, "This defense is going to tee off on Drew Brees." Mm-hmm. And that, was, yeah. that was the complete opposite of what I saw. But I still am not. I mean, I'm, everybody has their games where they're like, "Man, maybe we're not as hot as we thought we are. We need to work on this, 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 and this, and this." But for that team to say, "Okay, defense is having a rough day. Often we've had rough days in the past. Let's go do this thing," and for them to be able to do it, uh, it it's it's still impressive. Uh, well, notice every everyone, and we've talked about this, Rashawn. You know, I, I've said that you're going to have a bad day, and the trick is, can if every unit is going to have a bad day? You hope you don't have it all at the same time, offense, special teams, and defense, because then it can get ugly if you're going against a good team. But remember, the Niners won a game nine zero. Right, we forgot about that. Guess what? There was no offense, no touchdowns. Okay, we blamed it on the elements, but. There was no offense that day, and they found a way to win. So when they put, when you get a, a forty burger put up on you, you hope that your offense can bail you out, and it just happened, man. And 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 that's that's just a part of it. And you touched on it. Kyle has said it, and I'll turn this back over to you, Rashawn. But Kyle said they have found a way to win in uh, in multiple fashions, and that's why I feel good about this team. It, it's a good football team because good football teams refuse to lose. Well, to me, to, to add one more thing here is this this team, this roster, and, and they've obviously added some pieces here and there, but this roster knows what it's like to lose. They have lost a lot over the last two years. And for them to hang in and allow their, continue, their team and their locker room to continue to grow and to continue to build confidence in themselves and then put together a season like they're putting together right now, where they are realizing that, hey, we know what it's like to lose. We've done that. We've gotten our ass kicked many a times. But we can handle this stuff. And and to me, it's, you know, the fact that how it seems like they've handled their losses. Where, dude, they just played the Ravens, arguably the best team in the NFL, and they lost by, a game, you know, the end of the game field goal. And then they come out and get in a game like, like that against the Saints. To me, it just says a lot about their resiliency. They know what's at stake, and they've been through the worst, and now they're ready to kind of embrace the best. And it's just it's it's been impressive. Like you, hey. you just don't see turnarounds like that very often. Well, can I tell you? Say, now think about this. As you just said that, and I, I keep saying Rashawn, jump in, but I keep talking over you. And, and, <laughs> nah, but, nah, you know, nah. That, this is this that's is just great. One of those things. This it's is the great. Corner in me, man. This it's, is it's great. Quarterback in me. It's um, <laughs> you know, you you talk about all the losing and this club and being resilient. Well, guess what? Sherm is not loose. Uh, he's not accustomed to losing. No, um, he's not. Emmanuel, Emmanuel Sanders is walking around with a couple of rings, I think. Uh, D. Ford is not accustomed to losing. For that matter, Nick Bosa is not accustomed to losing. See, that that's what happens with this roster. We're still viewing it. And I, and I told this to someone. You're still – everyone's viewing this roster as the old one. Perception is so strong. Like, when – if earlier in the season with New England winning, everyone was like, well, it doesn't matter if they're not playing anyone. They're winning because they are New England. New England. They always win. When the, when the Niners were winning, well, they're not playing anyone. It wasn't right. that it was a good roster. It is a good team, and they're on to something. And that's what's happening right now. This roster in key positions has been flipped quickly. And you have guys that are accustomed to winning, and they're, they're not accepting it. And then what happens is that those guys don't allow the other guys to think about what happened before. Once convinced that that old stuff had nothing to do with you, you turn into the 2019 Niners. It's all about the talent, and it's all about the belief. And that's what I think we see going forward. Yeah, I think that's the beauty of of this game, the beauty of the NFL, because you see that more in this game than any other sport. These, these worst of first type of stories, right? I mean, you, because I can hit you in your face. 
<laughs> if I'm, it, it's true. It's true. My coach in college used to say that, that this game has a little thing called contact that can tend to make people do what you want them to do. <laughs> and that's what all of a sudden I'm glad I'm on the other end of a phone and not sitting down at the table with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, no, but really, really someone, I, I, Hey, when you look at it, why, why all of a sudden is Kyle's offense better? Why is the defense better? It's because the bodies and the uniforms that they're coaching are better. It's, yep. it's really, it's really that simple. This is a better roster than they've had since they've been there. So they have the, they're good coaches, but it doesn't matter. The scheme doesn't matter. Uh, adjustments don't matter. Everyone always talks about coaches and, and the adjustments that they make. Uh, you, you know what allows a coach to have the ability to make adjustments? A, coach, a coach's adjustments are as good as his players' mental and physical ability to actually execute them. So I can I can't draw up something I I can know what to do and I can and I can know how to scheme to stop something but if my players physically if my ex can't stop your O then it doesn't matter if if my ex is going to call those Ericisms here Rob those are those are those are Ericisms we call those Ericisms here Rob. Hey no, man, I, I'm I'm here for the sermon, man. Preach it. Let's go. No, but I'm I'm just saying if if my ex if my ex can't handle your O, it doesn't matter what scheme I draw up, how I do it. It is is that's just that's just is I'm going to lose. And if I'm if my players mentally aren't capable of understanding all these multiple schemes that I want to run and all the adjustments, because you can draw up something to adjust to everything that we do we had 263 defenses when i was with the niners there was a minimum four or five adjustments on everything that we did george seifert's defense want he he wanted to make an adjustment every time a person sneezed and and we had (laughs) and you had to know how to do it it was a very complicated scheme um and multiple coverages and multiple fronts in every single call Uh, but you can't do all of that if the guys don't understand it and you can't make all these adjustments if the guys physically can't do it. And that's so that's what I'm all of these things. These guys have better players. It's a different roster just getting back, taking it all the way back around to where to where these guys are now uh, coaching better players. This is a mindset of a good group of guys that I think they are more about winning than losing. These guys don't there are very few guys that are the gatekeepers that are the voices in this locker room that are accustomed to losing. Yeah. And and to that, I think we can, as a result of that, and what we saw on Sunday, I think you can point out a number of guys, right? You can look at radio Raheem. You can look at Kendrick Bourne. Um, But I want to ask you, Rob, your exact reaction to watching that Kittle play on fourth and two, um, I, like I, I don't know. I don't know if you live alone. I don't, I don't know if you have kids. Did, did you scare the kids? Were you screaming, jumping jacks? <laughs> like what? What exactly happened uh, as you were watching that play develop? Well, uh, it, it's me in my house, and I got and I live with my girlfriend, and she is as this year has you know decided that she's going to make it her mission to take an interest in football and she's nice. learning the positions, and you know she she like I was like babe. The center's in the middle. Who's on either side? She's like, guards. And I was like, who's on this next to them? She's like, tackles. I'm like, who's next to them? She's like, tight ends. I was like, all right, we're, we're moving here. But anyway, she <laughs> she came into the room, and she was sitting next to me. And, and right as uh, right with Smith's touchdown, they gave the Saints the lead there at the end. And I, and I kind of looked at her. I was like, oof, not not looking good, babe. It, it's not looking good. you know. And, and there was only you know 50-something seconds left. And then I kind of looked. I was like, okay, they got three tight ends. Or excuse me, three timeouts. They can, they can make a run at this. And. And, you know, you had those two incompletes where he was trying to feed it to Kittle. I um, can't remember who the other one was, too, the the, the, the second incomplete, because he went Kittle, then he went someone else, then he went back to Kittle again. Uh, or maybe it was the other way around. But it was fourth and two, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, man. And, and right when he threw it to Kittle, I knew that he had the first down. So I was like, okay, the, the drive continues. But then when he broke that tackle, I just kind of smirked. I was like, oh, he's about to do it. He's about to do his thing because you just know how that guy is. Like I was, <laughs> you just, I knew when he built up that first head of steam. I just kind of smirked, 
I said, oh, here it comes. Cause I, and, I, and I was really kind of thinking I pity the fool that has to be the first, the first guy to kittle. Um, <laughs> and it was just, you know, it was so typical. Like, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, he's, he's shown up in big moments before. A guy that, that did what he did last year kind of has to. But to show up in a moment like that, you know, that, that changes the tra- trajectory of, of your career and your psyche and, and what you believe you're capable of. And, and obviously to do something like that, he, he probably already believed he could do that and more. But for that guy to have three defenders hanging off of him, one guy pulling out his face mask, it's just not something you see every day. And, and it, to me, it's like I'm a, I'm a coach. I coach middle school football. So I, I look at, at everything about, you know, everything I look at with a lens of, of what is how that guy plays football. What does that tell me as a person? Because I'm always more interested in the type of person somebody is or what they can be. And, and to me, that just speaks to his character as a person, just ruthless, tenacious, will not take no for an answer. You know, put the team on my back. I got this call my name type of deal. And it, it was impressive to say the last. And, and depending on how far this team goes, that that could be depending on what they accomplish. Even no matter what they accomplish, really, that could be the play that defines this whole season. You know, going into New Orleans and there being 30 seconds left on the clock, and it's fourth and two, and and they throw it to Kittle type of deal. So, I mean, it was just I was I was obviously surprised and I was impressed, but it's almost like a, a part of me expected it. Like, of course, this guy's gonna gonna do that. You know. It was, <laughs> You gotta love it. The man we're is, sure, is an sure. educator. Yeah, I like my my mom's school teacher, so she was a school teacher. So I'm, I'm I have this huge fondness for educators in my heart because that that's the book. You know, like I, I tell people all the time, um, you know, you know, just just the the way the system is set up in this world. You know, there's so much value put in entertainment because athletes are entertainers, um, and people put so much value on that as opposed to um, um, educators that are actually shaping the minds of, of human beings. Um, I, I want is definitely much more important and should be compensated much more, but I know that's not what we're here to talk about. So I'm going <laughs> to get back to, um, I, but Rashawn, I told you is that I felt good. They lost the game, but I felt good that they learned a valuable lesson against Seattle and Baltimore because it's going to teach them how to win these games. We just saw it. I think it's going to help them in the playoffs being in these close games and understanding that you have to execute at it again. What say you, gentlemen? Go ahead, Rob. <laughs> that's, that's a great segue. No, I've always been of that opinion. And, and you know, the, to me, especially a team that's that's riding high right now, they only have two losses, and and I believe that, like you said, there's there's more positives to take from those losses than there are negatives, especially with the manner in which they lost. Like, yes, it, it stings to know you lost by by last second field goals in both games, but at the same time, you know that you are six points away from being undefeated, and and you know close only counts in horseshoes, hand grenades, and h bombs, but. It, to me that it's it makes it a lot easier <laughs> it makes it makes it a lot easier to look at something like and say say that and say okay obviously we were in this game where did we mess up what did we do wrong and let's make sure that the next time we play these guys and i can guarantee you the four, in that locker room the 49ers well they know they're playing the Seahawks again but they expect to play the Ravens again and and that's just the mindset that that locker room has and one of the things i wanted to mention earlier that i didn't get to touch on is you know, I've, I've over the last couple of years is when my, you know, my access to the team started to pick up. I started, you know, being in the locker room and, you know, getting credentialed to the, you know, for the season long type stuff. And I, I started to realize, like, look, this team may not be winning, but I feel like they've got something here. Like, I felt like no matter what was happening, obviously, when you lose a quarterback for a season, that can change a lot of things. But I felt like through all this time, I was like, I feel like this team has what it takes to win and succeed in this league but they just haven't been there yet. So this whole season, while it's not altogether surprising, I felt like they've been leading up to this and they've known they've already had this in them. So to me, losing games like this doesn't really affect him too much. And I'm kind of with you in the fact that maybe it's beneficial to lose those, lose those now so that they can make those changes against, you know, lose these games of these championship caliber teams that they know they're going to see later so that they can make the adjustments they need and say, okay, now, now we know what we can't do. Let's do what we need to do type of deal. I'm, I'm right there with you in the fact that I felt like those losses, although obviously you don't want them, they, they, there can be a lot of positives and glean from those that I feel like they've probably already done. The man is an educator. 
influencing <laughs> young minds and his girlfriend as well, doing great, great things. Rob Lauder <laughs> from SB Nation, more than gracious with his time. Hey, thanks so much, Rob. We really appreciate you uh, carving out some time for us to to recap this Saints game. Of course, man. It, it was it was fun, and I, I'm telling you right now, we better do this again before the end of the season. Hey, you're all you're good, always man. you're always welcome, my man. The great Rob Lauder from SB Nation joining us, Rob, an, an educator, of course, also ED, um, like our buddies Javi and Matt over there with Fourth and Gold podcast. He's also a uh, a, a service man as well. So thank you, respect to, him to all of them for uh, for his, for his service. So we didn't we didn't really get to talk about this with Rob, but this was something that that stood out to me during this game, right? And so. Niners, you know they 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 have an opportunity, um, and they squander it, uh, and unable to get into the end zone, had to settle for a field goal, right, um, on their next to last drive, and so now all of us, and and that's huge because it could have made it a two possession game, right? Instead, it's a mm-hmm. one possession game, right? And so it's one one thirty left, and Drew Brees has the ball, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, right, and. <laughs> I I heard there was an interview. I don't remember if it was, I don't remember if it was an interview or if it was something I read about Breeze um, a little while back. But he talked about uh, just the art of the two minute drive, right? The, 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 the two minute drill. And he he one thing that he he said that uh, that has always stuck out with me, and it, it's become somewhat the bar, the standard that that I measure all other two minute drives. Um, up against is he said first down check down right he says you always he said he, he always the majority of the time he always likes to check down on first down because he wants to make sure he gets some yards on first down to get ahead of the sticks right you don't you don't want to have a, a play that, mm-hmm. that goes for for empty yardage um you know you, you don't want to don't want to try to risk anything and, and and end up being behind the sticks and, and so you know something along the lines of first down check down and i've seen drew Brees do this a myriad of times and i've seen other quarterbacks not do it and and those drives, you know, more times than not, end up not going very well, you know, for that particular offense. So, what what does Drew Brees do? He he gets the ball, <laughs> right? It's it's first down and, and ten, um, at his own twenty four yard line. Checks it down. Traquan Smith, eleven yards, first down. Here comes a two minute warning, and I'm like, oh my gosh. I've seen like and and right now it's like it's it's like a faucet dripping like like and, and it's like I've seen this movie before right and here it comes right and and he 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 begins to proceed and to march down the field and they get right into the end zone you know thanks to some missed tackling what have you and and, and of course the emergence of Mike Thomas by the way I was thinking during the game I'm like wow Niners done a really good job of, of, of quieting Mike Thomas and all of a sudden you look up and he's you know, he's got another hundred yard receiving game, this, that, and the other. But well, they were doubling him most of yeah, the time. Yeah, he, he yeah. He, you know, they had a they had a safety on they had a corner underneath him and a safety on top of him a lot. Yeah, and, but and, but he 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 really he was able to get active late in that fourth quarter. He he just kind of well, woke, he's good. He's he's oh he's so good, <laughs> he, tremendously talented. And he kind of woke up in that fourth quarter, but but Breeze executes that drive. Um, and the only thing that that he did wrong, I guess, is is he left too much time for Jimmy. Um, he left fifty three seconds on the clock. But I've seen, mm-hmm. like, I've seen Drew Brees do that time and time again, and he'll march right down the field and it either to end with a, a game winning field goal or he'll get into yep. the end zone and it's a win. It's a win, right? And Jimmy G comes out onto the field. And it's this this the thing that makes it even more impressive to me is because, um. You said, oh, you know, you tweeted, oh, he gave Jimmy too much time. I looked at it, I said, 53 seconds, all right, that, that could be enough time to get, you know, to get in the field goal range. You, you only need a field goal. You don't need to get into the end zone. But I can't say that I was 100% confident, right? But he he did that. And, and that's a game that Briggs wins. He, he wins that game 99 out of 100 times probably, right? But Jimmy G executes – um and, and and Kittle with the huge play and, and Niners get out of there with the win. I thought that was I thought that was huge. That was huge because you you, yeah, take, well, you basically take the knockout punch from Breeze and you counter if you're Cal Shanahan and you're this Niners offense. Well, this is the thing, and and I, and I'm, maybe you'll believe me now when I say Jimmy has shown that he 
does what they need him to do. Yeah. He's played well enough. When they need him to score, he scores. When they need him to not make a mistake, he hasn't been making that mistake. He's learning. He's growing. And in this game, the game had so – now, when when the defense first went out there, I was like, okay, time for the defense to stand up and get a stop. Now, that's wishful thinking because the defense hadn't gotten a lot of stops all day long. Yeah, I thought that would be and the drive, like you, though. I was like, okay, they'll, maybe they'll get a stop yeah, here. But when they but when they went down and, and once, they, once they got the big play to Michael Thomas, I was like, oh, my goodness, now this is a chance for them to bleed the clock. They scored. And it was like, oh, we're fine. <laughs> and that's why I sent the t- tweet. I was like, that's too much time. You only need a field goal. So I was like, you, you don't, it's not like you have to get into the end zone. 53 seconds have to get into the end zone. That's difficult. I'm like, all you need is a field goal. And and that's all. Like, that's way too much time. You're going to get the ball on the 25. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I'm like, you have a timeout. So now Jimmy just, and I was like, just go do what you do. And, and what you, and what he had been doing all day long. So this was one of those one of those times where I wasn't at all worried about it. He went down. He did what he had to do. The offense had been on. Cal had been making the plays. Defensively, they hadn't found a way to really stop them. Uh, so I can even say, even on the fourth down timeout, I, I wasn't concerned. I was. I knew they were going to keep. I I I felt confident that they were going to be able to get two yards. The, the defense had given up a million yards while all of a sudden you're going to stop him from getting two. Yeah. <laughs> you know, now Kittle, that that's why he got a game ball. He did something special. That was a special play, but the, and in so many people, it's so funny. It's still people out there wanting to hate on Jimmy, Jimmy. Uh, and you know, you see on Twitter where they're like, well, he, he only threw a two yard pass. Well, it was fourth and two. You yeah. only need to throw a two-yard pass. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Well, he only completed a two-yard pass. Kittle did all the work. Agreed. But Jimmy had to complete a two-yard pass, and he did. I've seen quarterback. I saw quarterback Sunday not make that play, where they had to make it, and they skipped the ball too, you know, too low, or they threw one too high in those situations where they had to get a first down. So, Things are moving forward. You know, this is something that they're only going to grow from. And I think the growth was in the losses. We're in the tough losses. Uh, Remember how Pete Carroll said he likes his team playing those type games? Yeah. That you learn from those type games that he wants them to understand um, and 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 to have the mental fortitude, intestinal fortitude, in those in those situations to be able to get through it and focus through it, and still be able to accomplish the goal. The Niners have to be in those type games. It's important because you're going to get in them to win a championship. You're going to be in those situations, and you're going to have and and you don't know what's going to happen come playoffs. The only thing that you know for certain is that it's one and done. You hope that everything is on fire and that you can just go and run through guys like the 84 Niners did, like like my 94 Niners did, where there's nothing that anyone is going to do to remotely phase you. Not always that way. You still got to find a way to win the game. And that's what I think they're learning. That's what they're showing. And even with the injuries – I think in some important injuries right now, um, they have found ways to overcome it. I think that in itself, having to play all the different bodies, guys coming in and stepping up, I think it it puts a mindset in everyone that it's just time for me to come in and do my job, do my part, be where I'm supposed to be. And hopefully that's what we see moving forward. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think this could be a, a a huge launching point, and I think that play. I, I agree with Rob with what he said earlier when he came on um, about the 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 Kittle play. I think that could be one of those season defining plays. You know, no matter what happens during this season, that's going to be be a play uh, that you're that you're going to remember about this 2019. Oh, it's going to be on the highlight film forever. Absolutely, but I can tell you right now. Let me tell you right now, um, it's going to be a play that's on the highlight film. But that's not the one that's going to be remembered. 
for this season. If that if that's the play that the season is, um, if that's the most memorable play of the season, if that's the play that um, we talk about when you talk about the 2019 49ers, then this season is not going to end the way we all wanted to. The way the way we would hope. Yeah, I, I can, because this right, this is a, this is a, a team that has the capability of winning a championship. I'm not gonna say possibility. Everyone had everyone who's still yeah, you tweeted capable that. of making the playoff has a possibility. You tweeted this that this team is capable of winning a championship. They have the players, the coaching staff, the mindset, and if and if and if a week 14 play is your highlight of the season, you fell short. You fell short. That was that was. Game-winning drive, uh, fourth-quarter comeback, number six for Jimmy G, improving now to 19-4 and four as a starter. Um, 17 of those wins, 17-4 17 and four, uh, with the Niners. Of course, he was 2-0 with the Patriots prior to the trade. But I, I think that that right there, the more we talk about that, that, that record, that win-loss record, it, it starts to become even more glaring. Um, Man, can I tell you something about his record? I only care is if he's three or four and zero in the in playoffs. January, That's February. All that matters. Yeah. Right? No, he got to win one in February too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> January. Yeah. But I do need him to be three and zero in January. Three and zero January. Three and zero. Two and zero January. One and zero February. That's all. That's all that really matters. I, right. I can now, get down with that. All that matters right now is where your seat is going to be at the party. I tell you, that's all that matters right now. Which seat you're going to have? You you're go. You're going to get an invitation. You're going to get an invitation to the party, no matter what. It's just a question: what seat you're sitting in, and what's your view going to be like from that point on? Yeah. So we got the Falcons coming to town uh, this Sunday, and. Uh, Matt Ryan and company. That team has definitely uh, they've they've had their fair share of issues and, and heartache this season on the football field. Um, looked at one point like they were going to turn things around, but um, that that looks to be not the case. But all week we get to hear about trap game, Ed. <laughs> so here Impossible. we go. Here we Impossible. go. Here we go with more trap game talk. Also, life advice. Life or not life advice. Uh, life update, Ed. You ready for this one? So okay. we've been talking about uh, going to a game at uh, Levi's. So uh, Wifey and I are heading up. It's a Saturday game against the Rams. So we're going to head up there okay. Uh, okay. to to check out Levi's for for the first time. We got plans for that. So we 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 the the ticket the the hotel everything's booked. So we are we are ready to go. Grandma's already already. She said she'll you know she'll 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 take care of. Of the little ones, so uh, yeah, we're okay, gonna have, it's we're gonna a have Saturday a, game. Yeah, it's a Saturday game, so we're gonna have a little, okay. uh, little, little vacation, and, and I, might, I might have to try and sneak up there for that one too. Hey, you know, the, the more the merrier. The more Let's the merrier. See. Uh, especially, I don't have a ticket, but I think I know a guy. So yeah, I think you know a lot of guys, so I, <laughs> I think you'll be okay. <laughs> I think you, I think you'll be alright. I think that'll be the least of your worries. I think you're fine in in, in that department. Uh, special thanks to Rob Louder from SB Nation. Uh, you can hit him up on Twitter. Uh, of course, if you listen to this podcast, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure you've been following him for quite some time now. But on Twitter at Rob underscore Louder. That's L O W. D-E-R. Appreciate him for stepping on and his time. Uh, got the Falcons coming up. We'll be back later this week uh, to preview that Falcons game. Of course, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, hit that follow button. We're located wherever you listen to your podcast. If you find found us here, wherever you're listening to it, make sure you either subscribe or follow. Uh, give us give us a rating. Give us a review. Uh, appreciate you know all, everything that you guys have to say, both positive and negative. But it's been resoundingly positive. So I think the people like us. I think we're up to uh, about nine listeners now. Ed. So uh, after that, after that Saints after that Saints win, we got a little bit of a boom. A little bit of a boom. So we're we're getting there. I like it. I like it. We are you getting know what? there. As long as we're going up, man. Trending up. Trending up. We're trending up. That's right. We there want, it is. We want to be our best in January and February as well. Absolutely. That's, That's right. right. You don't want to peak too soon. Don't want to peak too don't soon. Don't want to peak too soon. Don't we want to be playing soon. our. We want to be at our best when they're playing their best. That's right. We want to have a, a Lombardi level podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
That's that's the only that's the only way we're gonna get to Miami, man. That's right. Super Bowl is in Miami, right? <laughs> it is in Miami, and I love okay, me some dude, Miami. Dude, I, I I don't know. They move them around. Every <laughs> they do year. move. Actually, let, let's get let's get research. I'm pretty sure it's in Miami, but let let's. I don't. Well, it, it should only be in Southern California and Miami. It, it should. Those are the only places they should ever have. Let's get research on that right now. Where's Super Bowl in in 2020? I think it's in, I think it's in Miami. Uh, Sunday, February second. So we got the date and the time. That's. Yeah. At uh three thirty, um, isn't it in Miami? I'm pretty sure it's in. Or at least somebody told me that. I thought it was. Yeah. It, yep. Hard Rock Stadium, Miami Gardens, Florida. I love okay. missing Miami. Okay. So uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's Hard Rock now. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know that that thing has gone through a. a Man, last names. time I was there was Joe. Joe Robbie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Matter of fact, I think I want to say this is a brand new stadium. Either that or it was extremely refurbished. No, it's, it's, I'm sure it's still the same dump. They just probably added they, some chairs. They had, yeah, they they added something to it, but it got it got an upgrade. Um, yeah, 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 it got, got it. Oh, uh, yeah, it got it got an upgrade. and changed the name. Yeah, last year, 2018, it got a 268 million dollar upgrade. So there you go. Oh, that's a nice facelift. Yeah, it, it is nice. It, the orange bowl down there, got all that stuff. <laughs> it's still a dump. It is. It's good, but but you know what? That's okay. Just go and win the game. That's right. We'll we'll do our. We're gonna talk. Hey, Carlson, you listening? We're gonna do our podcast from the, um, down there. Get us ready for radio. Get us Road. on radio roll, Carlton. We coming. We coming. Carlton, yeah. Let them let them know. I know you're listening, Carlton. <laughs> we'll explain to the listeners who Carlton is. But Carlton, yeah, we want to go down to Radio Row, man. Get it set up. Let's Spend do a week it. there. We'll let... do a pod every day. Every day. That's content on top of content. We'll do on it. top of content. We'll have everybody there. All the greats will be walking through. We'll sit down and interview everybody. We'll talk football, analyze everything for the entire week. So now, Carlton, we're telling the people we're going to do it. So you got to make it happen now. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, we'll, we'll be we'll be back uh, later this week for the, uh, the the Falcons preview. We'll have that for you um, coming up later this week. So make sure you you tune in for that. Um, and special thanks, of course, to our new sponsors, um, Eight Sleep and My Bookie. Uh, of course, proud sponsors here of the Believe in Forty Nineers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. So he is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I am Rashawn Haylock. This has been. The Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. We'll see y'all later this week. Peace. Hiring is challenging, and it used to be hard. Multiple job sites, stacks of resumes, a confusing review process. But today, hiring can be easy, and you only have to go to one place to get it done. ZipRecruiter. In fact, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash begin. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, and they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you cannot miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. Right now, listeners here can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash begin. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-E-G-I-N. ZipRecruiter.com slash begin. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.